Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I am your host, Lydia Sin. I am a mom, entrepreneur, and wife, and I am all about living that debt-free life on a budget. This is real life advice, y'all, for real people, because... Real life doesn't always fit inside a cash envelope, and I want to give you useful tips that you can apply in your everyday life. Stay tuned as each week I walk you through step-by-step how our family got out of debt and continues to live that way. So let's go. Today is episode one, and I'm actually taking audio from an old video I did on YouTube a few years ago, but it is so applicable, and it is our story of how we stopped living paycheck to paycheck. So here is a little background. When my husband and I first started paying off our debt, I was just about to have our oldest son. We were as broke as broke could get. We had just short sold a house and we were looking at about $36,000 in student loans, credit card, medical, and auto debt. And so the first step we took was to just take responsibility and ownership over our debt. And this is the beginning of that story. I hope it helps. Hey everyone, it's Lydia. And today I wanted to talk to you about how Jason and I stopped living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm a little nervous about today's video. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's the fact that there might be a little tough love involved. And I don't really do tough love. I do encouragement. I do inspiration. But I don't like to be tough. There's nothing tough about me. I don't have a face for tough, you know. But I just wanted to share with you our story. I think that may be the other reason I'm a little nervous. is because I'm going to kind of lay things out for you today. I thought Jason and I had reached financial rock bottom in 2009. We, I had lost my job in 2008. Jason had taken a pay cut. And so in 2009, I took a job at a grocery store, a national grocery chain. And I worked either the really early morning shift or the overnight shift. And my job was to shovel rotten produce into a trash compactor. <laughs> that, I thought, was rock bottom. Then the next year, 2010, um, Jason's dad died. It was very unexpected. He had not had any sort of pre-existing illness. He just died one day. And Jason and I went to be with his mother, and we were sitting in his childhood bedroom, and my phone rings. And it was State Farm, Tammy, our State Farm agent, who was as nice as she could be. And she was calling to tell us that State Farm would no longer be providing us with homeowners insurance because they had been notified by the bank that our home was going into foreclosure. Yeah, that's rock bottom. That November 10th, 2010, It's not my fault that I lost my job. My company closed, and it's not Jason's job that he took a pay cut because the economy was bad, and it's not our fault that a lot of things happened, but it was our fault that we weren't prepared. It was our fault that we had been spending money like we had been. It was our fault that we hadn't built up our savings. It was our fault that we weren't living below our means. And that's a really hard thing when you're going through all of that to reconcile within yourself that I was in that position because I allowed myself to be in that position. I had gotten there on my own and it was up to us to dig ourselves out. 
And so today I wanted to talk to you about those first steps that we took to stop living paycheck to paycheck. This doesn't have anything to do with getting out of debt. I mean, it does have everything to do with getting out of debt, but you don't have to be out of debt to stop living paycheck to paycheck. You don't have to be out of debt to live below your means. And I know that a lot of you have really tight budgets and I don't know what the answer is to your situation. I'm just telling you what worked for me. So the first thing that we did was we just sat down and listed all of our debts. We, we just looked at everyone that we owed money to and we wrote it down on a piece of notebook paper and it was hard to look at, but on some level, it also brought a little bit of sanity to the situation. And I hear a lot of people or a lot of people ask me, I don't know where to start. And that's where I would start. Just bring a little sanity to the situation by writing it all down and seeing what needs to go where. I'm referencing my iPad here, so if I keep looking down. Another thing we did was we tracked our spending. This, you can do one of two ways. You can go online and look at your bank account or your credit card statements, or this is the method I recommend doing because it brings a lot of accountability to your life, and that is to carry around a notebook and write down everywhere you spend money for an entire month. (laughs) Oh boy, that's not fun. Um, we got the third thing we did was we got really brutal about where we cut. Um, it wasn't just eating out, just going to movies, and all of that. It was like we quit using paper towels, and we wouldn't drive places because we didn't want to spend the gas. That kind of brutal, like beyond what you usually hear. Don't throw away half an apple because it's mealy. Put it in your freezer and make a smoothie out of it. You wear that pair of pants until you can't wear it again and you have to wash it. Give yourself a haircut. Like it, I mean, we got brutal with where our money went because I just felt like we could keep tightening it up and we could keep tightening it up and we could keep tightening it up until, you know, Abraham Lincoln screamed on that penny. Another thing was we focused on the four walls. Now, this is a Dave Ramsey concept, although I'm sure he got it from somewhere else too um, and just built on that idea. But basically what it is, is you spend money on food first. Then you spend money on keeping your lights on and your house warm. Then you spend money on your actual rent or mortgage situation. And then you spend money on gas in your car to get to work. Outside of those things, food, utilities, shelter, and car to get to work because you have to go to work if you are able to work. Those are the things you spend money on. Outside of that, mm -mm, nope. And we're talking like rice and beans, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, scrambled eggs. You are slimming that budget down and you are just focusing on those things. Don't pay your MasterCard or your Visa bill if you can't pay your rent. (laughs) Don't pay those things because... You have to have a place to live. So if you can get on top of your mortgage payment or your rent and your car payment, you will be able to breathe. You will feel a little bit better and you won't be worrying so much. Visa can get their money when they get their money, but you have to be able to go to work. And then you have to cut your grocery budget. Like I just said, I mean, we really tightened it. And now, you know, that we're out of debt, we have kids, we spend more on groceries. We buy fresh produce. We do all of those things. But for a little while there, mm -mm, mm -mm, it was nothing. And we learned to say no, which is number six. And I've talked about this in another video. It is awkward to say no. It is hard to say no. But when you have no money, you have to say no to people when they invite you to do things. 
no, I can't go to the game with you. No, I can't go to the movie with you. Sorry, I can't come to your baby shower. I can't buy your baby a gift. I'm sure your baby's going to be cute, but I'm broke. Number seven, we learned to do without. I think I told y'all a couple weeks ago that we finally bought a dryer. Our dryer would get our clothes clean. I mean, dry eventually. (laughs) We ran it enough times. We hung them out on a clothesline, and we just kind of kept that dinosaur going for as long as we possibly could. I mean, we've been out of debt for almost a year, and we just now bought a dryer. We said yes to hand-me-downs. That's number eight. And this might not apply to all of you. You might not need the hand-me-downs, but our baby's crib, we started this whole stop living paycheck to paycheck thing before I got pregnant, but our baby's crib, our vacuum cleaner, the bed we sleep on, the couch we sit on, the dining table, it's all hand-me-downs. And I know a lot of you probably don't have people to hand you stuff, but look on Craigslist in the free section, get on free cycle, get on Facebook and ask. You're not above it. If you're broke, you're not above it. Number nine, we asked companies to lower our bills. We called the cell phone, our cell phone carrier. We called the internet and we said, hey, we've been loyal customers. Can you lower our bills? And they did by about 50 bucks a month. So there you go. Number 10, we sold things. Y'all, we sold a broken laptop for $150. Who buys a broken laptop for $150? Somebody on eBay. We also found ways to earn extra income. I started freelancing outside of work, and that was a way for us to earn a little bit extra, and that helped. And then finally, we were honest. We were honest with our expectations. We understood it was going to be hard, that we weren't going to like it, but we didn't want to fall back into these old patterns that led us into that feeling of living paycheck to paycheck, of just struggling to make our minimum payments, of living outside of our means. And that's the thing. Like, If you want to be successful in this, you have to live below your means. You have to live on less than what you make, and that can be hard. And I made a lot of excuses as to why we couldn't do it. Like, it's hard to survive on the money we make. Everything's so expensive. I know. I've made all the excuses. But if you do the same thing you're doing over and over again, you're going to get the same thing you've always had. And what I always have is crap. And I don't want crap anymore. I know it's easy to look at my life because I'm a stay-at-home mom. We're out of debt. We just bought a house and think that my life is so easy. And it is. And it is easy. And it's easy because we made those hard choices and we continue to make those sacrifices today so that we, so that I can stay home with my kids, so that we could have a nice house. I mean, y'all, we had to short sale our first home to avoid foreclosure. It was not easy. It was a hard decision to make. I mean, these are the choices that we have to make when we want to get where we want to go. And I hope that they, this helped. I hope it doesn't come across as me like, stop, do not go to Target, because it's not how I want to be. I am not a tough love, tough love person. I can't even say the word. So tell me, what are where, where are you? Where are you in the steps? Where are you in trying to get out of debt? What is the hardest thing for you? I hope I can offer you some encouragement. Okay, present day Lydia here again. Like I said, that was an old video from way back in 2015, but... A lot of it, I still feel that way, and I would make those choices again and again if it meant getting out of debt, and I would love to know where you are in the journey, in the process. Let's stay connected. You can follow me along at frugaldebtfreelife.com or on Instagram or YouTube as Lydia Sin. I would love to connect with you. 
Be sure to come back next week and listen to a brand new episode wherever it is you're listening. Leave us a great review. I would love to hear from you and I will see you guys later. Keep saving those dollars, y'all. Bye.